0: Welcome to the TBN UK podcast. In this series, you can hear some of the interviews from TBN Meets, where faith
1: meets culture.
0: Hear from Christian ministries, innovators, authors, artists, and creators. Enjoy. Today I'm joined by Jimmy James, a producer and songwriter who works with international artists such as Governor B and LZ7 and Fez, a talented musician, writer and producer who runs a one-stop production house based in East London. Welcome Jimmy and Fez. Hi. Hey. Now I know that's not the whole list of all the people that you've worked with, so can you just give me an example of some of the other people that you've worked with? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a bit of a mix really yeah you've mentioned governor b lz7 um and then there's also people within sort of the contemporary worship side like worship central tom smith um done a bit of jake with jake isaac as well i know uh, fez has um uh, so yes yeah, a bit of a pretty mixed bag of of artists and you
1: fez um uh i've definitely jake isaac just as you said um i guess in different formats like co-written with some like an artist called Stephanie Heinzman based in Germany and um, a lot of like stuff in the circular world as well as like Christian world which is super epic and I'm grateful to be able to do it for sure.
0: Amazing so uh, we are doing this series on the Christian UK music scene and it's so interesting to speak to you both because you are producers mm-hmm. so you've spoken to artists and signed signed record labels, marketing, managers mm-hmm. and it's really interesting to hear kind of from, as you said, you work with a mix of people. So you just don't work in one Christian music space. Like yeah. you work across the music yeah. spaces. What do you make of the current scene here in the UK at the moment?
1: Um, I think there's just so much creativity that it's insane. There's just so much diversity. There's so much creativity. People are pushing boundaries. I think, for, from my in my opinion, more now than I've experienced before in the music industry. And I think that is that wakes me up every morning and gets me excited to go again because yeah it's great mm-hmm. yeah. and you've
0: worked as like governor b is obviously kind of a hit in the hip-hop space would you say yeah yeah and then lz7 is in kind of a different space and then yeah. worship central are definitely like in a more worship space so what's that like for you
2: i love that i think it keeps things fresh one day like you said i could be working on a grime track the next time working on a chilled <laughs> worship ballad and uh, i feel like those worlds they cross over really nicely so that one day I'll come into the studio and it'll be a worship session. But previously, the, what I've been working on influences what I'm doing the next day. It may be subliminally, subconsciously, I'm, I'm influenced by different music genres because every day is a little bit different. So I feel like it keeps stuff really fresh.
0: And do you think that lots of producers are working across lots of genres or do you think that that's something, because I guess, obviously I know you Jimmy, and I mm. think this is something that's actually quite unique to both of you and I've met both mm. of you.
1: Uh, I'm not sure, if I'm being honest. I, um, I would like to think so, and I'd like to hope so. I really hope that more producers are trying to like spread their wings and like connect with different kinds of music and help bring that to life. But I can only tell my story, and I, th- I know that that's what I'm aiming to do. So that's, mm.
2: yeah. yeah, same as well. I th- I'm not exactly sure exactly where everyone's sitting, but I think there's a real strength uh, that comes from broadening your yeah. um, writing sessions and the, and the people you're willing to work with. Because you just don't know, you know, you put a hip hop guy in a worship writing session and even from a writing point of view, you're going to get stuff that you would never have yeah. got if you just kept it to people who only ever written contemporary worship. Yeah. Um, same goes for production as well, yeah. yeah.
0: And that's probably what makes the UK so exciting in terms of the potential, because in other countries what probably have bigger Christian music markets yeah. than we do in terms of the money involved, yeah. How do you feel that we compare in terms of where it could go?
2: I think, you know, I'm working with some people who have a really good heart and, like, they're, because their heart's in the right place and they've focused on what they're doing, whether you know they come across some some falls or some knocks on their journey mm. i feel like there is no limit to where things can go you see things progress naturally through relationships and they're not bashing doors down but doors are opening for them because mm. what they're putting out is good quality and uh i think the the us kind of take you know their ears prick up when they hear uk writers especially yeah. guys like governor b the way he writes is different from a, a us rapper and um that's really exciting because you just see doors opening naturally where um, all he's doing is doing his best and he's, he's doing him, but yeah. it's, uh, it's causing people's heads to turn. So there isn't really any limit at all to where the music industry in this country can go. If people are focused on what they want to do, I feel like those doors open yeah. when, when good music's being made.
0: Because we're not as divided, are we here? No,
2: no. I don't not not like and it. When I say
0: divided, I mean just in terms of music genre tends to sit in music genre. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe because there's more people and it's, a, <laughs> it's, <Yeah>. a, it's <laughs> a game of numbers, but do you think that is the exciting thing?
1: yeah i think that everybody seems to have a really good sense of identity everybody seems to have a clear understanding of where they want their music to land and i think that's just down to i guess just trusting everybody i guess i'm privileged to work with trust their gut in terms of where they feel like god's calling them to yeah and i feel like once that's clear everything else is easier to like manage and also to set expectations for where it could reach and I do think because we are a smaller place, um, you can actually borrow ideas from a friend as opposed yeah. to across like a long journey, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah.
0: And do you think that, because um, I would say at the moment, is it a sustainable business for everyone? And I think mm. maybe probably that's the, one of the bigger questions yeah. is actually how do we make sure that for unsigned artists or for artists who are new, we don't have the numbers, so touring yeah. doesn't <laughs> often yield that same fruit. What's, is there any other option other than going to America to kind of make this sustainable for UK, British and, and British artists?
1: That's a good question. Yeah, I think there are actually different avenues of earning if we're talking primarily like monetary like rewards. Um, songwriting is actually increasingly a more accepted thing that's happening within the Christian industry. I think that um, we were talking about even like meeting up like a minute ago, that we should like write some songs because mm. that's just how it goes. And I think um, it isn't as big a place, so it just means we have to work harder. We have to release more music regularly because mm. our lifespan is a little shorter, maybe than our US counterparts. But it doesn't mean that it's impossible. But it takes a lot of faith and mm. patience, mm. both at the same time. So. slow and steady wins the race
2: definitely i think as well on that um artists that i've seen make it sustainable sort of have the business mentality leveled with their music yeah so they're they're, they're thinking about the business of what their artist you know calling it a business thinking about it as a business as well as putting all the time into the creative side so uh, expanding what they offer down merch yeah tours like you say live stuff Mm. putting out content um so they all generate income, but it's how many fingers, you know, different pies can you can you sort of yeah. um, branch out into to maximise that income.
0: And that's really interesting, isn't it? Because there's some people saying, well, it's worship. Mm. Like, it's sacred, and it should stay sacred, but actually even a church running will tell you, um, with no offering, we're not really <laughs> yeah, going yeah. very far. Absolutely. So in that sense, how do you make sure that you keep that balance? Because you need to live, but you also want to make it your pure kind of, offering to God yeah. in that sense of, of what you're doing. So how have you seen people manage to balance that
1: hmm.
0: or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: um, I think everybody's journey is so different. Everyone's balance is so different. Um, but I do think that um, generally my mentality is always just allocate time to it and not just treat it as, oh, I'll get to that. It's that like actually as though you had a nine to five From nine till 12, I'm doing admin to get more gigs and just being a bit more, I guess, upfront about the things you wanna achieve. I Mm. think that's how I found a lot of the artists I work with deal with that balance, especially those that have nine to fives. It's like, that's like just making sure that they stay disciplined in how they allocate their time Mm. and creatively then remove that discipline to like Mm. dream as big as possible. So it is a crazy juxtaposition that um, I guess our job is to help them pull out that creativity and empower that discipline to be able to like sustain both worlds mm. simultaneously yeah.
0: So, yeah so you just full time so you know how, how have you found that journey
2: Man, it's been tricky like it's definitely been a journey mm-hmm. and um you know I think it's encouraging to talk about that and talk about the actual journey of how tight things have been. And, mm. you know, it's not this glamorised, um, you know, perception of you start making music and music is this yeah. incredible job and you must love what you do all the time. And, and just, you know, Instagram can play, you know, all social media can play a big yeah. part in what people think it's like. Yeah. But behind the scenes, um, you know, we've had times where we don't know how the bills are going to be paid. And then mm. uh, I've got to, you know my testimony for sure is that God has always provided so even when things have looked tight a job's come in like last minute like we prayed about it and suddenly a job's come in and um there's been a few times you might have experienced that as well man like we both married men and like (laughs) supporting families so you know you're just grateful for all those times where we prayed and then work's come in and there's been so many stories of that happening Uh. through the years so um but yeah doing music full-time man it is a real I can't explain the sort of how privileged I feel because I have worked nine to five jobs in the past, 10 hour shifts, Mm -hmm. uh, on phones, in driving vans, you know, I've done that. So to now, I always remind myself of what it was like to do those jobs to keep myself grateful, of even though, even, you know, busy deadlines and you can, it can be stressful, but um, I always remind myself of what I have done and now what I'm getting to do. Yeah. So it is a real blessing.
0: And mm. I'm sure artists can be very demanding when there are deadlines, <laughs> albums and record labels yeah. and many things in place. So we're just going to watch a couple of videos. So, um, Jimmy, you work with um, Tom Smith and also Governor B, and we're going to watch those clips now. Cool. They think I'm crazy, crazy. And they don't understand where I've been lately. been lately. I've been battling myself, but can he save me? Save. I put my faith up on that shelf and yeah it changed where you can tell that I've been lazy, it's the world that I was craving. Those are two like completely yeah. <laughs> different styles. And so when you actually see your music and the music that you're producing and working on with artists and, and kind of your creative input, like you said about just kind of feeling grateful, um, how does it feel to kind of know that you're reaching so many sections of, of the church in that sense?
2: Yeah, man, it's a real privilege. I feel I feel like um i really try and put myself in some worlds where i get to see that happen because i feel like it influences me when i get back in the studio so um i do drums sometimes for the some of the worship uh, guys that i am writing for and then also djing for governor b when he goes and tours I've so a
0: dj at a wedding party before yeah Very and good. wedding parties as well <laughs> got that yeah. dance floor Available full the bookings. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah so i feel i feel like watching people respond to the music it really brings home man this was just made in my little room and now we're in this massive uh, venue and watching all the people's hands go up and and then you learn so much about what works and what doesn't work and you know seeing seeing how the music uh, is is uh, received live mm. um, in different like in worship arenas and in, in concerts and uh, you get back in the studio and you have all this new um, this th- you know, you want to try new stuff out. Because there must cause... be something
0: very different about seeing how people actually are responding and worshipping to the tracks that yeah. you've kind of, you're in a studio, you're going, I think this is good. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Then you get in live and hear it. What is the, what does that give you in a
1: sense? Um, I, th- I just, I don't know if you ever get used to it because no. I feel like certain moments for me trigger the conversation that was had that birthed that specific moment that somebody has given their life to Christ to and you're like, that's phenomenal because I would never have expected that. And I also just think it helps even, like we were talking earlier on about the creative and the business aspect, it helps you kind of keep a, like, have a good sense of what's actually working for our industry right now, yeah. as opposed to just what works generally. Like mm-hmm. it helps us to figure out how we can push the boat, push boundaries, sonically, musically, and just like what other genres can be fused together to like make an explosive impact because
0: do you do you think that in terms of you know as things do kind of push forward Mm. and your singles are being released more quickly people are doing different kinds of um methods of downloading uh, sorry putting their music out there does that make it harder to produce does that make it easier because are you working still on a body of work or are you working on individual singles that are going to land in a different kind of a way
2: Mm. Man, I feel like there's a pressure to, um, it's not a pressure, but it's a challenge to make sure that if you are working on a body of work, I feel like most artists now yeah. make sure that it's an album full of singles, yeah. Yeah. like they Absolutely. don't, album fillers don't really um, have a place anymore because it's, when when you're looking at streaming, the body of work can be broken up so quickly into playlists and yeah. favourites yeah. and, you know, people break those apart, they don't tend to listen top to bottom as much as they used yeah. to. Um, so, yeah, there's there's definitely, you know, pushing yourself to make sure man, it could do all of these songs stand alone. Yeah. But you know, yeah. if one of these got put in a playlist or someone favourites it and it puts it in their favourite list, when it comes to that track, yeah. you know, does it stand out? Does it or does it rely on the other tracks each side of it yeah. to hold it up? Yeah. So but I love that challenge. I feel like yeah. probably mentally when you attack a track now, you're already thinking single. Oh, top. Yeah, man. Top. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah.
0: I think that's so interesting. So Fez, we're just gonna watch a video um of one of the artists that you've worked with. Great.
1: When you're down, hold your head up I'll be right there, never give up I'm only here cause I got you. I got you. Your heart hurts, you can call me I'll be right there in a heartbeat I'm only here cause I got
0: So Jake Isaacs, he's such a talent. How has Absolutely. that been working with him?
1: Oh, it's been incredible. Um, we have a great relationship as friends and uh, um, we've toured the world together. Um, I play drums with him as well. And also we co-write and like, work on records together, which has been really exciting. And um, especially because we're both Christian boys, just doing what we feel called to do and just watching how God's impacting lives around the world with just what we get to do. And
0: I think he's someone that's kind of gone on that track that almost we're kind of talking about, of kind of bubbling away, bubbling away, bubbling away. Do you find that in this new space, that's an easier way for artists to kind of work? Because that record label mode of, they developed someone for like three years, now you've got artists developing themselves. Mm. So does that broaden the space so much? How do you stand out with just so many people and just so much stuff?
1: Yeah, that's the diamond question. That is the diamond question, man. You <laughs> can answer that today. Crack. Yeah. You've we got the it head.
2: all cracked. Yeah, I've got it written down. You know. um, I, think, I think quality plays a big part in yeah. it. I think if you're attacking everything from even your team around you from day one when you actually go to set out on a thing, if you're making sure that you are quality controlling everything, mm. um, I think something, you know, there, there, there's a lot of music that, that gets put out that people just don't even know is out. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's so much out there and it's good music, but mm. people just don't know it's there. So even even after the process of creating the music, you've really got to think about marketing, especially yeah. with the social media and this stuff these, these days. You can be very targeted, and yeah. you know if you put, like I was saying before, thinking about it as a business really yeah. helps nowadays to get your music out. Um, you might think, I got, I got. Are to we to all chasing the same amount
0: of people? Because this is, this is, that's my next thing, like, do, do we reach a saturation point? Because, because before there'd be a few big stars yeah. yeah, and everyone would know who those big stars are yeah. because there's only a finite amount of people who can actually <laughs> yeah. do the knowing of who they are. Yeah. yeah. So now what, what is that pressure like? And for some people, will it be that they just have to accept it will never be sustainable, they will do it for the love?
1: I think so, you know. Yeah, I think there's just... Um, Yeah, I feel like that is such a tension point anyway, that everybody does come into it hoping that they reach the level of success they have in their minds. But there is also a part that you have to accept that if it doesn't get there, I'm glad I did it in in a way. And I think that is uh, a mindset that then allows you to reach the kind of people you're looking for. Mm. And in terms of saturation, I agree. I feel like everything is saturated, but I'd also think that from a listener standpoint, we just have a wider palette to receive so we could receive 10 new artists that go as opposed to before when it was like one artist listened to that album and that album alone now mm. it's like i can receive everything that's coming at me and enjoy it equal measures and add it to whatever playlist i've got going on and mm. that so. definitely helps to curate more music and it places a demand on us to mm-hmm. give us more once they <laughs> like you <laughs> <laughs> it <to> yeah <laughs> that's it man yeah
2: yeah, yeah, and there's that just on that point about doing it for the love, I feel like um, that, that is, that's advice I've given artists before. Yeah. I have to give myself that. Um, that you know if, if you can keep that as the reason for doing music, yeah. you will sustain it for way longer. Yeah. If you're watching other people's stuff blow up, get used, you're getting booked on gigs and you're not, yeah. your mental health can suffer so much yeah. mm. that um, it can really, really knock your confidence. Mm. Whereas if you just do music for the love and you can keep that in the core of it, mm. whether it blows or not, you're doing it music for yeah. the love. And I feel like that's where the best music is birthed out of as well. If you're trying to write a hit, yeah. <laughs> you really struggle. But yeah. if a hit comes out of a place of honesty and yeah. just writing music for the love of writing music, yeah. I feel like the chances of that song doing well are, are so much greater because people can relate to that. Absolutely.
0: And that's so interesting, because at the moment, I would say the trend is definitely feels like worship music, if I'm going to say we have trends in, in, right. in the Christian music. But I would definitely say it feels like there's a big push towards, presence towards worshipful songs towards songs for the church Um, does that affect what people then go on to do because trends come and go so before there was a time it was about entertainment we wanted to to still be entertained Mm -hmm. with our own music so you'd have people who were singing and dancing and doing all that now you don't see so many dancers on stage Mm -hmm. or even lots of bvs it tends to be very much about An experience. Yeah. Mm. How does that affect what you do? Does it affect what you do? Or do you still say people should go after what they want, or?
1: Um, I think I I personally am an advocate for go after what you want and what it is that you feel called to do. Because in the same vein, I know there's like an increasing scene of artists doing like Afrobeat worship. And it's like a whole new scene that's coming up and, Like this trap worship. There's so many other things that are existing that may not get the spotlight now, but it doesn't mean that it's not going to be your time. So level away, and it will. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like where we are now is great for the experience, and what comes next comes next, and we just just keep chasing and just keep chasing and chasing Absolutely. Yeah. and creating new things totally yeah. man
2: Definitely. I feel like worship music can cross any genre like there's yeah. nothing that you yeah. can't say yeah. that genre is not worship if, yeah. if someone connects with God through that music yeah. I mean what else what's the description of worship Absolutely. music so yeah um you know it doesn't matter if it doesn't cross over into what we see as the worship scene but if people even are, I, I really believe worship music's moved from being solely in the church and at festivals and stuff. Yeah. And now, you know, Spotify playlists. Yeah. If someone, you know, someone's playing you in the car and they're having that moment of worship in the car. Mm. I mean, who's who's to say what's more? Yeah. Um, worship. Yeah, what's more worship, <laughs> there, you know, between the I'm two. a big
0: playlist person at the moment, so I'll just play whatever I want to play and then it will do me the 25 shuffle yeah. of everyone who sounds similar to the thing that I've just listened to. Yeah. But then I discover some great things like that. Yeah. And of course not when I'm driving, but when I've pulled over, I go back to that song and then yeah. I hit the heart. Cause I think actually I want to hear more from yeah this person so I think the way people are doing it, like you say, offers so much opportunity yeah. to people that it's, it's just like really exciting. That's so Jimmy, yeah. your music career started back in 2006 and so what developments do you think you've seen in that time and where do you think things are gonna go next?
2: I think um, I've seen artists come a long way in terms of the, the, what you can do independently now um, through YouTube and social media. I think the, the limits of what can be reached and the, the you know, you can, you can now track who's playing your song in Africa and America and yeah. you can see these plays coming through and you, you're like, wow, that's, a, you know, it still to me blows my mind that you can make something in a, in a little room in the UK and then suddenly you find all these plays happening all over the place. And I don't, don't remember that being the case back in 2006 or not as much as it is now. People strategically mm-hmm. think that way now and use it as part of their plan for getting their music out there. So I think if people really harness that stuff um, along with their musical abilities, like, like I say, really attacking their music as a business from day one, I feel like that really helps you to, it takes the pressure off um, just looking at the music, but actually looking at it as a whole, as a sustainable thing for yourself. How, how can you do this full time? Like thinking about all of the avenues for that. Um, but I just think the internet... Technology. Internet is just—I mean, everything I've just mentioned—you can get more information on every single, you know, the business, yeah. Yeah. writing music, um, yeah. putting your music out there. There's Everything is, is um, one click away, and you can kind of yeah. find out about that that topic. So, whether you think that's a good or a bad thing, the, the information's out there, yeah. and um, and it's it's endless information. His technology so,
0: has just changed the way we consume. Everything. And it'd be interesting to see what technology could help us to know more Mm. in the future as we get to, like you say, understand more about, okay, I'm obviously hot here. Mm. People like this here. Okay, how can I do more for that audience? But then how do I grow this audience? And what what are they listening to there? Because then Mm. I suppose you can find also that information out and then kind of do what you want to do and Fez you studied at the music you studied music at the Brit School of Performing Art then you founded the Outlanders in 2013 then you set up OL Creative yeah what about you what have you seen where do you think it's going to go
1: um I think I definitely have seen from going to Brit School I, I studied with a bunch of artists that are now like mainstream if you want to call it that and I think something I've definitely noticed is specifically for unsigned artists for them to I guess be within a safe zone, kind of similar to what you're talking about building a business. And I think the what's made OL Creative come alive is every artist we've worked with. We've kind of like created a team that circled them in terms of helping with the business aspect of it as well as the creative aspect of it. And kind of like, especially for artists that have no foot in the door for music and they're coming from a different industry entirely, but they're mm. super gifted. And OL Creative has definitely done that. And I think. It's empowering more unsigned artists to believe that they've got what it takes to get to that destination that they have in their minds. Yeah. And like you said earlier, like the label concept isn't as prevalent at the moment. And I think we need to ride that wave as much as possible and really champion each other. And I think there's such a community this budding both on the Christian like circuit that everybody's pushing each other to do more, to achieve more, to make better decisions. and. It doesn't feel far away, like, I could ask Jimmy for advice on anything, and he could be like, oh, try this, try that, as opposed to being closed off. And I think that's existing across the board. Mm. It does
0: sound like there is like a real sense of family growing in the UK Christian music scene. I don't know if it's always been that way, but it does feel like now there's a real sense of, like you say, Mm. people just collaborating. I see it on Instagram all the time. Oh, I'm just here with this person, I'm here with that person. And yeah. you're like, oh, okay, you two know each other, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. great. I mean, is that, what is the power in that, do you think?
2: I think um, there's definitely a reality in what you say, but I think there's, you also have to be careful of how, I think it's worth investing in those relationships yeah. other than just yeah. the Instagram tag. And, yeah. and, and I'm with this person, but actually, you know, be with Quick, them yeah be with yeah. them and obviously then uh, you know i really feel like um, great songs are birthed out of relationship like when you're actually in the room with friends yeah. there's a there's something special that happens there so I feel even if you meet someone new a new writing session it's really worth you know going to have a coffee yeah. not music related just to understand each other a bit better and actually um i think there's a real yeah, weight absolutely. in that in actually um you can uh, you can appear to have a lot of friends like facebook yeah. friends but actually who you know the people that you're making music with we were just saying mm. before it's a real intimate situation in the studio. Yeah. Conversations come out, you know, you can actually get real deep in the studio. It's not just music. Um, relationships are really built if you're intentional with that. Yeah. If you just want to bang out a tune and get, get, get home, you can. Yeah. But there's something really special about, um, you know, making that space, the creative space, somewhere to really yeah. get to know mm. someone as well. Mm. I think great songs come out of that.
1: Yeah, and I guess as Christians, we're all part of the same body. Mm. And um, that's scriptural, and I think, everybody just understanding that you're not working against me you're actually just we're all part of the same family of Christ and I think that's really where things can ever go right or wrong if you decide to like forsake that mentality and just go for yourself that could be a stumbling block in the future but generally speaking I think um, it's exciting what you're saying about just that building relationship and uh as you can tell, we're building a relationship. Really <laughs> <laughs> I know because I can't believe you two
0: haven't met because I you know. work with so many of the same people. So today's like the and but you've come twinning. Oh. This is our
1: producer's dress, apparently. <laughs> apparently.
0: So. <laughs> so guys, really, what we're, what the takeaway from today is if you want to be a, a music producer on the UK Christian music scene, this is <laughs> <laughs> <They're exactly laughs> that, what, this is you. the yeah. outfit. But no, I think you guys have really brought out some beautiful themes today about oh. where things are and where they can go. So mm. thank you so much I for God, joining me. At TBN UK, we want the gospel to be in as many homes in this country as possible,
1: and you can partner with us in this mission by
0: praying, sharing, or giving. For more information, visit tbnuk.org/partnership, and remember, you can watch us on TBN UK on Freeview 65 or Sky 582.